0: Hey guys, so my guest today is Stefa Shambo. Stefa is a founder and a head coach in the tantricacademy.com. So as you might be guessing, today we talked about tantra. We talked about the basics, like what's the, what are the myths and the truths about this ancient practice. And we talked about energetics. What are these energies in the body and how can you, how can you notice and recognize them? And what's the practical use of this in the real world? As well, we talked about some male aspects of sexuality, including porn addiction, masturbation and ejaculation. So, if you're curious about finding out more about these topics, keep listening. Enjoy! I think you're not the typical Swedish guy, I would say. So. <laughs> share, share more about your your life journey. How did you become who you are today?
1: Oh, my life journey. Well, um, where do you want to start?
0: What do you find important and relevant? I would say. What I find important. Yeah, you can you can start a high school, like things you things that influenced your life and that shaped you, who you are today. Right. Whatever right. Whatever okay. you. Thing is
1: well, to, to track things backwards to where I ended up here today in Thailand, doing what I'm doing, working with these things, started really early on, right? So when I was a boy growing up in Sweden, I always felt this like curiosity towards the unknown, towards the meaning of life and things like that, right? So I always had that curiosity, and then in my, in my teens or early 20s, I had this kind of awakening experience. So for the first time in my life, I had like a distance between my thoughts and my emotions and who I am. And, and this kind of awakening experience, like to, to really feel this and experience that in my life really switched everything around. You know, mm-hmm. and from that point onwards, it's like I, make, I made a big shift in my life. I became vegetarian, you know, and stopped eating meat. You know, I stopped smoking and drinking alcohol, like a lot of different things. Right. So my, my life shifted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Was um,
0: it, I I'm just curious, wasn't it scary when this awakening happened, when you had this like, because inten- it sounds intense.
1: No, mm-hmm. not at all the opposite it was liberating it was freeing it was uh, feeling like you know a liberation you know so it felt mm-hmm. like wow you know it's like there's more to life there is like i can find more meaning to life i can find more passion and like a path in life you know what i mean so yeah it's kind of like totally opposite of scary it's like okay. finally i feel not scared of life i feel like i can actually you know go out in life and live more, be more alive and, uh, fearless
0: even. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, sorry. You talked about alcohol and you stopped, you changed your lifestyle completely.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and then that led me to go on this quest for truth. All right. So I wanted to go on a pilgrimage, just travel the world by myself, solo, non-stop single you know uh, one-way tickets right and not really knowing where I'm going or what I will do there there was no plans you know no organization you know just one-way tickets I just picked the country beforehand you know and I was not knowing which other country I will go to afterwards so what happened was that I spent two two years the first trip and then another two years the second trip so four years in total just traveling the world 21 countries and on this trip i i found myself i grew a lot you know like i i I became more of who i am today and i found you know what i was looking for you know it's and that is like a path to what i had discovered before this like inner experiences of awakening i found actually a path that is talking about exactly what i had experienced and then i felt home it was like a click and i felt like okay this is what i need to do with my life and uh, and that started um and then it evolved it grew you know from that just following my heart of like this is what i need to do uh, one thing led to another and, um, and then finally I'm here, you know, like you know, now I'm doing this, which is more catering towards like helping spreading this message and helping other people, men in particular, having that same experience, you know, and trying to help other who was stuck, what I was stuck in before. Of that time, of you know, like uh, confusion, feeling lost, feeling not good about myself, not knowing who I am really, and you know, stuck in that rut and that pattern yeah. that we all can recognize, right, at some point in our lives. So, so yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> I see.
0: Well, I've traveled. I think you're kind of a unicorn because I traveled Southeastern Asia for a few months, and. Uh, the question, like, what are you doing here? or why, why are you traveling? Everyone answers the same. I'm trying to travel and find out who I am, discover my purpose. And you're actually the first person who answered, who found this thing, like, in its wholeness. Isn't what I hear you saying. So it's <laughs> really nice. So you, finally, you stumbled upon Tantra and you went, you went really deep. How, how, how did you discover Tantra? What was your first touch? hmm Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Uh, on this journey, you know, so so on the end of these uh, years of traveling the world, like I said, I found a path and that was the path. Tantra yoga, yoga and tantra, you know, yeah. so, um, um, you know, studying in some of the biggest schools in the world and different teachers in India and in Thailand. And so I ended up staying in Thailand and India for most of the year, uh, almost all year round for, for the last eight, nine years or so. And just studying and immersing myself in this, you know, discipline, scriptures, philosophies, techniques, and practicing many, many years by myself, you know, never thinking that I would share this or become a teacher or anything. I just wanted to explore my own inner world. And then naturally I just, felt like I wanted to become a teacher. So I became a yoga teacher. And then I felt I wanted to do more. And then I became a Tantra teacher. And then I felt I wanted to do even more. And then I be- became a men's coach, right? So that's now that. that's like the final stage of this. So that, that's kind of how I, I discovered that. And I'm sorry if you hear the noise, but there's like- No, it's okay. Keep it's... the grass just yes, right outside.
0: No, it's okay. So talking about Tantra, I think in Europe it's still kind of a taboo. Um, I think part of the reasons why is that there is this um, notion of tantric massage which became extremely vulgarized. So what do you, in your words and in your experience, what is tantra and what is not tantra that people very often think that tantra is?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question that a lot of people ask, ask themselves, ask other people. It's one of the first questions I get in my group as well. and. You know, like people are confused about this because there's there's like two different lineages or paths of Tantra nowadays. One is the modern new Tantra, which is uh, Neo-Tantra, which is more about the, the sexual aspect, right? With the massage, with cultivating sexuality and, you know, that kind of stuff. And the other part is the more, the older, the ancient, the, the techniques of actually working with your Energy Body working with your energy centers, working with you know bringing that energy upwards through the top of the head you know that 's more the, the traditional classical form of, of tantra that is neglected many times so so both of these two paths you could say are now being called tantra, right so that causes confusion so what a lot, what a lot of people do to diminish that confusion is to call the sexual one neotantra and the classical one classical tantra. So, And okay. then we have two different uh, names for them so we know what we talk about. And they sometimes overlap, you know, it's not like they are totally exclusive, uh, but some, for example, when it's just like tantra massage workshop, usually it's kind of almost close to zero classical tantra stuff in it. But Other things, they do overlap uh, as well.
0: I see. So when we talk about the classical Tantra, what does it all include? And how would a regular Joe understand it the most easily?
1: Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's an esoteric practice that is for the common man that wants to live in the world. So it's a spiritual path for the householder. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not if you think about a monk or a nun or a priest that go into a cave and meditate in the mountain away and and renounce the world, pleasures and family, that's the tantra is the opposite of that renunciation. So instead, it's like, how can I walk a spiritual path while being part of this world, being a father? be being having work friends enjoying life enjoying food enjoying sex that is that the tantric path right so you spiritualize your daily life and it usually looks like Tantra yoga usually looks like working with energy right so we have the energy body the whole anatomy of, of Tantra is that we have an energy body we have energy centers And we can manipulate this energy to flow in different channels of the body to produce certain states feelings and um, evolution of consciousness so at the end goal is to expand consciousness and to um, you know reach this liberation right many also practices Tantra for other reasons, such as health and uh, well-being and things like that. But the ultimate goal is that, to realize oneself.
0: I see, I see. It's interesting because um, now I've, I've, I was just, I had a thought how I started uh, with these, like with, with the energy work and when put manipulating my own energy. And I remember that I was really scared that I will fuck something up. That, like, this thing is working on its own. I did not even know that it exists. And now I'll, and now I'll start to interfere, and like something will just blow up <laughs> on my back or something. Do you, do you think it's even I, then? I, I, I learned that it's basically impossible that you cannot really hurt yourself manipulating your own energy. Is this true?
1: No, there, there is some danger there, uh, especially when it comes to the more advanced uh, techniques, you know, of, uh, of ta- classical tantra, because it used to be back in the days thousand years ago or so it used to be a secret practice that was not written down it was just passed on orally traditionally like from disciple to student and only when the student was ready for it and in installment so you know you didn't get the advanced practices over here in the beginning you start with you know some basic things, and then you progress like step by step and you build it up, right? So yeah. that's not the case anymore. Today, it's not the secret practice. It's, it's the time of, of revelation. Uh, a lot of the teachers uh, think that now in this day and age, it's necessary to bring this out to the mainstream too, so we can benefit from it. And, you know, as a, a global entity just like evolve and expand in that way like a global family so um so now it's not that secret practice anymore it's out there the books have been written about it you know so you can find it uh, a lot of the things you can find in books uh, not everything right but uh, so uh, so there is some danger to kind of going to the end and like finding those like really strong practices of like stirring kundalini or waking kundalini right but your body is not prepared for it it didn't do the groundwork the foundation right so it it, the the body can't handle that capacity of energy you see what i'm saying yeah so it's not really that it's dangerous to to uh, liberate yourself it's just that if you do it out of ignorance or or you're forcing things, like you don't use common sense, you don't have guidance, you don't have a mentor, you don't have a teacher, then it can be dangerous. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone to go on this path for too long without someone that can guide them that's been there before. So you don't have to do the same mistakes or to, you know, maybe damage your 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 body or nervous system or, or or something like that so so there are those kind of scary stories about people who uh, accidentally had a kundalini awakening and they had some uh trauma around that you know i see
0: so it's, uh, yeah it's like a common sense question i would say right like if, if you decide to run a marathon in two weeks because you're just excited obviously you're gonna get hurt so it's, it's the same with the energy work <laughs> and, and, and tantra basically
1: right right yeah yeah
0: yeah so is there any is there any exercise or some kind of because for for people who never experienced this And sometimes I struggle with, with how to, you know, when someone asks these things, like how to start with the whole thing, like how to actually introduce Tantra to someone who never talked about it, never heard about it. And anytime you say the word energy, they label you as new age. So I wonder how do you explain these like energetic concepts like to to people who you never talked about it with, or how how do you like, is, is there any, like an example or an exercise you give to prove that the the energy circulating in the body actually is a thing
1: right 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 and first of all i think it's a good question because you know i come to the point of like i don't want to try to convince people like that that they should do this or they should practice this you know like i'm more speaking to people who are ready to hear it or want to hear it right so I wouldn't force my message or my teachings upon anyone I let them come to me and then you know like you you ask me questions and I'm really really happy to answer them in detail in depth I have no problems with that but if you wouldn't ask this uh, ask these questions you know I, I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell you anything of these things right yeah. because I feel like it, then those not everyone is wanting to practice a spiritual path or have a spiritual practice I mean and uh, That's totally fine. Everyone has their own path in life and their own way of doing things, right? So um, so that's the first thing I would say but uh the, the, the second thing I would say if there's someone that genuinely want to try to get into this area, but they're like highly skeptical or they don't like, they, they, they don't know where to start, I would just say, like, wh- what is emotions, first of all? Like, if I ask you, Morris, like, how do you feel love? Like, where in the body do you feel love?
0: I have a body here in my around my heart area in the center. And it's like an expan- right. like an expanding sensation of warmth. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. So so that's something like everyone or almost everyone would point to the heart and say, like there there's some warmth there, some expansion, some like tingling or something, right? So so what is that? That's what I call energy. And and if you think of that something else, like like um if you overthink, you've been studying for like a long, long time, hours and hours to a test. Like, where do you feel that, you know, sensation of like overthinking, studying, all that?
0: Yeah, in my back pain first, <laughs> but in my head, like I had my yeah. head over here. Yeah,
1: my <laughs> right, right, <laughs> in your back, yeah. So we have all these places. So that's another center. We feel like maybe like a headache here or frowning or like, you're some, some uh, kind of sensation. So that's another sensation of energy. And then you have fear. We usually feel it in the stomach, right? And then you have a sexual energy. We all know where we feel that, in the genitals, right? So we have all these centers and we do feel them on a daily basis. And we can even point to that. Like I feel here, 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 here. Already four centers, right? And we cannot really see it. So, so, so where is love? Okay, you, you, I can't like look and see that somewhere, right? So that is what I start with. Everyone can relate to that because they have sensed this, but they never labeled it and put like put it in this perspective of energy.
0: I see. I see. Yeah, that's a that's a nice way. That's a nice way to put it. When I when I was trying to I was trying to explain it to my brother, I think and. What I found working is like if you look at your hand and you keep looking at one hand for like several seconds or let, let's say a, a minute and you try to, to feel the sensation in the fingers and in the palm, you can actually feel the difference between the between hands. Like you can feel one hand more than the other. And yeah. you can, there's no way to describe this other than that you just feel more energy in the other one. And it's like thinking about where focus goes and energy flows like this is you basically caused it this way. So this is like a little metaphor, but I like yours as well. It's, it's a, it, it goes like a step, a step further, I would say.
1: Yeah. No, what, what you, what the example you give is a, a very common one as well. And it's actually what, what uh, we work with in Tantra Yoga to use the mind to direct the energy. So, for example, if you want to expand the heart, you would not just like do a, an asana which opens the heart, you would also use your mind to to put your attention here and breathe into this point. So now you have your body, your breath, and your mind focusing on the same thing, and that is so much more powerful, and then you will feel that way more. Then, then you just do a posture, and you think about what you're going to cook for dinner afterwards, and things like that. So... Um, so yeah when, when you say this experience of feeling the energy in on one hand more than the other yeah it's totally relatable and many people can feel that it just requires you to just sit down and do that exercise for a moment right
0: mm. um do you think it's suitable for men to start with the sexual practices of tantra or like the, the qigong sexual cultivation on their own, without any teacher, without any guidance?
1: I know, yes and no, you know. Yes, because um, it's better uh, now than later, you know. It's better to start somewhere, to maybe uh, read a book about it, to, to understand it intellectually at least, you know, so you have like a, an intellectual reference of what we're talking about but then when it comes more to uh, uh, embodied experience uh, to avoid the, the pitfalls and the, 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 the dangers of like doing some of these uh, uh, neo-tantric practices, then it's better to have a guidance because you'd rather spend the, the time in self-development than in healing the, the injuries that you made to yourself, right? Yeah. So, uh, So, yes. I would uh, I would say yes and no. Yes, because you know, mastering sexual energy is like one of the keys in life. It doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, because it's like in tantra we say that sexual energy is actually uh, the creative energy itself. You know, like this this power of how to be birthed into this world is through the sexual energy, right? So so it has so much power and potential and when we use that in our life for our benefit our life becomes so much better happier smoother more financially stable we can just use this for everything so it's kind of like a foundation with not having that you can have a great relationship you can have kids you can have a job but still not feeling satisfied still feeling that something is missing right so so for me i feel like this thing is like the key the foundation to live that kind of um uh, life you know so to start there uh you know sooner than later i think is is a good thing so dive into okay. it but just don't go and do all these cra- crazy practices without the guidance of someone
0: yeah um i wonder what does it look like like when you having um a lot of experience and basically accre- accredited education. What does it look like when the sexual energy is mastered? From, from what I, like from my basically understanding from the books I've read and from the courses I've taken, it's like on, on the very basic level, it's the ability to make laugh without the orgasm being the purpose and just enjoying the flow of the whole thing and and just magnifying the, the positive emotions that that arise. And basically if anything negative comes up just to be able to heal it clear it and step into this ball to this vulnerability and from and through this sex does not become like a like a like a like a one-off event like like in the closet that very often it's it it looks like that in the in the western world but it, it becomes like a normal part of everyday life with with and it's just so much richer so, what, what does it look like like when you talk about all these advanced um, practices and going really, really far in this area? What does it look like when it's mastered? What, what, what can be the, the ultimate goal in practical terms?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what you say, basically. Um, you know, when, when you master the sexual energy, it's like you have control over this aspect of your body instead of your body and your cravings and lust have control over you so it's like we we reverse that role and so you become more uh, spiritual in a sense because now you can use more of yourself for your spiritual evolution so i like to call it like spiritualizing your sexuality or going from sex to spirit so so you will feel more connected to the divine but also you feel more connected to your partner lover wife husband whatever it is and so, so that has a tremendous healing in itself you know when, uh, when when you can have that control in your life and it brings so much for men confidence because now they know they can instead of being a victim of circumstances of like oh I, I came too quickly or i cannot last long enough my erection is gone i i, I have a, a low self-esteem i uh, you know i have uh, anxiety or performance or approaching women whatever it is all those things are now in under your control so then you just relax men just relax more because now it doesn't really matter how long you last but what really matters is like that you have the option, you can choose like what you want. When we have that option, we feel empowered and thus we have confidence and then we can just relax and drop that and rest in this confidence and that confidence will, you know, ooze out in our entire life because it's like, it's not back in our minds anymore. It's just nagging our soul uh, every day, whatever we do. But now we can just, that's settled and we just focus on other things, you know, like what we want to birth in this world or, you know, pursue or, you know, uh, give back or whatever it might be. So, so yeah, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yes, yes. I think what I, what I've taken the most out of it is that there is this like, it's impossible to lie to your subconscious mind. Like, you cannot, you cannot really lie to yourself believing because you know you're lying, right? Right. So, so, like, you cannot have this, like, the, the, the issues men face in the bedroom always have to be transferred to the, to the real life. So when you build up your confidence in this area, and, I mean, confidence in a sense that it's natural, it's normal, and it's flowing, and you don't have to have this, like, anxiety about performing and doing things right, it must transform your outer, your outside life as well.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Imagine that power we talked about in the sexual energy, right? It can birth a new human being, right? It's like the 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 the, the force of nature in itself, Mother Nature, right? Like that power. Imagine if you put all that power in your control and direct it towards your career or finances you know don't you think that you're going to generate so much more money than you did before when you were scattered and self-doubt and you didn't have a vision or you're not sure about yourself or you couldn't make decisions right like it's so much more powerful you will literally see you know if that's your focus let's say you want to use your sexual energy to uh, increase your income finance you will literally see how you become more financial abundance mm-hmm. so that's just one way of thinking about it you know if you're like the entrepreneurial spirit that's one way but there can be other things you want to birth you know um uh, uh a non-profit project into the world or you want to uh, you know become healthier and uh, you're into fitness you want to exercise and get a really good physique and body you use it for that you know whatever it is you're into Use it for that.
0: Yeah. I've heard about this thing called called sexual rituals in Tantra, but I never had the chance to dig deeper in that. And what I've read that they do it's like it's like practicing sexual cultivation, like like proactive proactively managing the sexual flow and then focusing your mind on what you want to create. Is is this something that you describe? with the, the physique and the entrepreneurship yes 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 can can you talk about this a little bit more how how this thing works
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh it, it's it's hard to just describe in, uh, in a short period of time and and then trying by yourself right so but I, I will just try to just give you an idea of how it can look like but but yeah you know like like directing this energy towards, you know, like you cultivate cultivating the sexual energy. You don't waste it, right? And then you start to harness that more and more and more. So you need to learn how to maintain higher levels of energy in your body. If you can't, you will blow it, right? So when you start to build that up and up, you start to direct it, you know, like we said before, like you focus on your hand with uh, the attention of your mind and then you start to direct it with with your mind you know working on your mindset and things like that uh, into this other area so it's kind of like steps here we have like uh, uh, cultivation and then we harness it and then we direct it right so that's one way that's that's kind of like the neo-tantric way of doing it but then you have this like real tantric sexual rituals from the classical tantra which is not, nothing like that. They're, they're more still kind of secretive. They're, you can't really find them, there's not really practice much, you know, rare occasions, but, but they are more esoteric. You work with energy, they might involve sex, but they also might involve, uh, you know, non-penetrative sex, you know, you don't have to necessarily penetrate someone to do this ritual. You can just stir the sexual energy in your body And then you do certain rituals which can be, uh, you know, preparations of uh, different offerings, like offering uh, earth, water, fire, and things like that on an altar to a specific goddess in the universe for that specific energy that you want to create. That can be, uh, for example, like adorning yourself and setting the space and time for this, like you check on an astrological date and time that is more conducive to this kind of energy. So you do it in a specific time, a specific setting, a specific preparation of like cleansing, purification, You might do some yoga practice leading up to this, even like a few days before. And you do these offerings of different elements and you connect to certain goddesses Uh, in the universe that the the tantric philosophy believes that or separates these qualities in in the world by uh, deities right and uh, and then you connect with these. so uh, that's just like a a simplified explanation of what it can contain and then a specific like protocols that you follow in this so it's like
0: steps mantras and things like that i see well, that sounds really advanced, like in really, yeah, advanced, I would say. It
1: would be because it's, that's why it's not really accessible today. Uh, it's it's m- way more rare and hard to find.
0: I see. Okay. I saw on your, on your website, you have multiple articles about um, semen retention and non, basically non-ejaculatory orgasms for men um uh, how how do you how do you describe this in in simple terms that like like what's 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 the principle of separating ejaculation from the orgasm and how can this be used to enhance your your physical life and your health
1: the the principle is basically to decondition what we learned from porn and freak like masturbation as teenagers and stuff like that which is fast on the stress after not being caught by our parents and stuff like that so we conditioned ourselves to also watching all these, you know happy endings in these movies and stuff like that that's ejaculation equals orgasm so that's a condition which is actually not true most people don't realize that they are two separate things because Many times you feel orgasmic even before you ejaculate, right? Most men feel like five to ten seconds before they've already experienced the orgasm, right? They feel already that, you know, good sensation. And a lot of men don't ejaculate. They just have an orgasm. So we know, we are, we know it's a fact that, you know, you can be orgasmic without having ejaculation. And they don't even happen exactly at the same time. There is actually a delay of a few seconds between the orgasm and the ejaculation. So what does that mean? They are two separate things and we can actually expand this delay here more and more and more and more and more until they become two separate things. So we can have one or the other um, on command basically, how, how we want them, you know? So, so this is the, you know, the, fundamental principle of non-ejaculation or semen retention is to expand this gap between them so you have control instead of this condition now that most of us guys have the conditions for years if not decades that's you know they come together and so it will take some time to spread them apart again and experience something else. so yeah it's a hard work to get there but it's well worth it you know once you get there it's no coming back, you know, it's like gaining a superpower. And yeah. that superpower is just like we said before, being in control, having that choice to, I want to last three minutes or 30 minutes or three hours, whatever it is, just having that control is, is amazing, you know, and then it fuels everything what we said, you can use it for rituals, you can use it for sex magic, you can use it for finances you can use it for confidence whatever it is just more energy and health in your body more testosterone in your body there's so many levels uh, that the article is 5,000 words just on this subject so there's a lot to say about it <laughs> but the benefits are are on all levels spiritual yeah. energetical emotional physical like i said physical even like more health more energy more uh testosterone that's what i want to say testosterone increases and you feel better just from that alone
0: yeah. yeah i i started to do this two years ago and I, I took an online course and i was just doing the practices in the morning and then i forgot why i was doing those practices and <laughs> things just started to happen a few months later because i was also meditating apart from them so i kind of like put the thing together a little bit by accident i would say but what i really like uh, what uh, dr glover says uh, the the author of No More Mr Nice Guy, he says that when you do this kind of work and when you don't ejaculate, then basically the sex never ends because, m- like men, we are conditioned that the the sex ends when the ejaculation is 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 there or at least temporarily. Like we just can't go can't go on further. And he says that when he doesn't ejaculate, he says that basically the sex never starts and never ends. So he's in this state. Like he, I think he's in he's in his 60s now, and he's in his state. Of of kind of sexual attention and and this kind of feeling with his with his wife, and it's ever present, and he says that it's a wonderful thing to experience and and a wonderful thing to have.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just feeling more turned on by life itself, and see that you know uh, we are born through sexual energy. Like the, this this world is run by this this fuel, you know, and that you can just feel. Uh, orgasmic without really having sex or anything, you just feel that, like you said, that tension, that attraction, and that just pleasure of being alive, right? Like it's like you can watch a sunset, you know, or whatever, and just feel that tremendous orgasmic bliss inside. And you know, we start to cultivating this instead of l- l- wasting that, so you feel depleted and drained and moody and uh, lack of passion. You just cultivate that all the time, every day, right? And then that just spreads. You have this like kind of like cessed vitality and everything just becomes more colorful. I like to say it's like when you practice this for at least 21 days or 90 days, you know, it's like putting on the HD glasses. You know, you see life <laughs> in HD from, you know, the standard definition to HD and then it's like the colors are more bright you know, that the food is more tasty, you know, the air is more crisp. It's like life just becomes more uh, full definition.
0: Yeah, all feeling based coming from inside. I wonder, there is this chart of how often should men ejaculate to keep his health in some of the Qigong literature. And I was in one class where a guy said that (laughs) that no one thinks about these things in his 20s or 30s. So it's definitely someone who in his 60s or 70s made this chart. So it doesn't have to be really accurate. So how, how, what, what do you think? Like, is there, a, is there an amount of ejaculation that is suitable for a certain age, certain ages and certain time? Okay, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is where uh, the, the, the different traditions uh, uh, differ a little bit from each other. So the, the Taoist would say there is a set amount of times a man should ejac- ejaculate uh, depending on age, but they're also not coherent. So the different Taoists will say different things. Some would say that you should it's not about the age, it's actually about the time of the year. So in, in summer... There is one number in winter. There's another number, right? Ah, okay. so, uh, so not even there, it's kind of coherent. But when we look in more, the, the tantric tradition is more of like the more you uh, practice retention and continence, the more energy you will gain, right? So it's more of like, it's, it's not recommended like a certain amount or not. It's just like practice as much as you can right Mm -hmm. so that's my recommendation i would never recommend like you know ejaculates once a day once every week or i don't know what they say you know uh, but um, once a month i think if you're like 60 uh, or something like that i I, I don't
0: like for my age group it's one for 21 days
1: Oh, and I I don't even know that because you're pretty young, young, right? So I think I I know other numbers as well, which is more frequent once every three days. And I think that's too much. Like, I think some of the recommendations are too much still, especially in the beginning when you start this. Like, most of us growing up in this generation have, you know, infinite access to porn, which is like one third of internet today right so we just ejaculated so much in our lifetime you know like way more than any other generation ever in history so i don't think we need to ejaculate more like i think if we stop ejaculating now we're fine you know we ejaculated everything we needed <laughs> for the rest of our lives because it's like you know there's so much porn out there you know, and, and teenagers are going crazy on this, like even having erectile dysfunction when they're 18, right, because of, of this culture. So, so yeah, I, I, I think the, some of the Taoist recommendations are too often. I would, I would rather say trying, trying to stay away as much as possible without being mean to yourself. Yeah. What, I mean, like not put yourself down or shame yourself for it because I see a lot of that too. But at least aim, the first aim should be 21 days. You know, when you master 21 days, aim for 90 days. And when when you're done these numbers, it's like like you feel something happen after 21 days. 21 days. You feel something happens after 48 and then 90. So, um, I would start there.
0: I see. That's good because I had this worry that if I just... um... If I just don't ejaculate for too long, it can be damaging for the body because if it's if if it was used to you know doing it like at least on some time frame, this can be hurtful. But what you're what you're saying makes makes a lot of sense.
1: But there's no there's no science to back that up. You know, it, mm. it, it there's no science saying it can be hurtful. Uh, for, in, can injure the body in some way. There's some science that may have linked some uh uh, frequent ejaculation meaning you ejaculate a lot through a decrease in prostate cancer but in the article that you cited before that i wrote i i I basically debunked this whole thing in this long article and i give a lot of reference a lot of uh, uh ideas from tantra why this is not the case you know and actually the opposite you know you actually increase your health if you do it in the right way and you increase the testosterone uh, when doing this so so there is no conclusion that the scientists are not uh, in unison and concluding that this is the case it's just been a link that happened a few years ago and then that have you spread and and it's just like oh now you know ejaculate a lot of time not to get prostate cancer but we see that it's not the case it has so much to do with the diet stress and lifestyle because those who ejaculate often you know like we don't know who are they you know there's no one who ever did any studies on men who are tantric or yogic or spiritual because uh, i'm 100 sure that the results would be totally different if you did the studies on on men who practice these these things right so yeah. i never heard and never seen anyone having any uh, issues with this who, who done it correctly there like i said before when we talked about guidance right like if you just do things recklessly and you read things on a forum on internet and then you go and and practice something and you just come up with your own thing and you you and you interpretate a certain technique or a certain thing yourself and then you go and execute it in the wrong way, yes, it can be dangerous. So caveat here, it can be dangerous. And then again, that's why you should have the proper guidance and support so you can avoid that from the get-go.
0: Yeah. How is it then with the full body orgasms for men? How, how do they relate from to the sexual cultivation? And is it... Um, how do they happen, generally?
1: How do uh, full-body orgasms happen? For men, yes. For, for men, for men. Um, so, um, the experience of them, you mean, or like how to get there?
0: Like uh, how,
1: how they are experienced?
0: You can share, well, you, you, can, you can talk about both. I'm curious about both.
1: mm mm-hmm. So, so this is very, a very personal question, right? So everyone will have their own relationship to their own uh, energy body, to their own inner world and inner experience. So um, some men might experience a full body orgasm as you know, this uh, tingling of the whole body and this like expansion of warmth, while another man might experience a full body orgasm like electricity, and, uh, you know, a heart opening and feeling tremendous love, you know, so, so it's very personal. It's very also, you know, depends on uh, what kind of typology you are. You know, you can be a very grounded, earthy person. You can be a very airy, space out person, you know. So it depends on who you are and how you relate to this. So some are are very sensitive, so they will feel way more. Some are, are, are not sensitive at all, and they will feel it in a very different way. So it's very personal. So um, we cannot just say that it's one way of feeling and experiencing that. Everyone will have their, their own experience and they will use their own language to describe that to someone else. And one's description might not fit Uh, someone else's and they feel like it's 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 different from from that you know and um, the first step would be to you know control your your sexual impulses control uh you know uh, control your ejaculation and um and work on opening your your energy body because many times it's it's blocked we have never used it you know it's like um when you're on a, uh, on an unhealthy diet, right? Your arteries get blocked with, uh, uh, layers of, of what's it called? Like plaque or like, a, like clogged, they're clogged, right? The arteries, yeah. the, the blood flow is restricted because you eat too much McDonald's or whatever. Right. So, and then what you do to reverse that is to, to remove the junk food and start to eat more healthy like whole foods, right? That's kind of, and then you start to see your arteries becoming uh, less clogged and the blood is flowing easier in in the veins of the body. So the same principle, the same analogy to the energy structure, that the energy channels are like arteries, like veins, and if, you know, you haven't ever... You know cultivated your energy body it might be blocked it might be tense it might not work properly so you you want to start to to work on that to purify that to open the channels so you can actually when you cultivate the energy through semen retention you can then channel that and move it in the body that's when you start to have these sensations and experiences
0: i see and we, we talked a lot about porn um I wonder how how do you help guys get off porn what what's your what would you recommend someone who's watching and they struggle with porn addiction mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so the, the, it, it it depends on where it comes from right so uh, if if I work with someone, I have to get to know this person you know i and that I I want to develop a relationship. So I do not work with anyone less than nine weeks, which is my program, right? So because I don't want to give mediocre results. I want to give a transformation and nothing less than that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my minimum, you know, in the program. So when we have that time, we have time to go in depth. It's not just like here is a quick fix. Do this and it will be resolved. No, it's not like that because it's coming from something very deep it's connected to something in like you said before like in a subconscious mind rooted in a shadow somewhere that is fueling this uh, uh, addiction right to porn because uh, uh, if you if you cannot stop watching it and if you want to stop watching it then it's an addiction right or if you watch it every you know uh Every week or something like that, and you haven't you haven't stopped watching it for at least like six months. At some period of your life, it's probably an addiction, and a lot of us have it, right? So we need to start to look into why we are doing that. You know, it's not just like the quick fix of the dopamine we get, and then we feel good for a moment, and then we feel bad afterwards, just like any addiction. You know, we feel shame, we feel guilt, and we say. I will not do it again, you know, and then a week later, we're back. So it's not only that, that's just a chemical uh, hook that we're on, but it's coming from something way deeper. So we need to look at that. So I help men uncover the root cause of where this is coming from, right? And when we remove the root cause, the symptom and the action that why we're doing it falls, falls away because we're not continuously... Uh, fueling that and that's a long-term transformation and not just like you know the root cause is here and here is the porn addiction and we just by sheer willpower remove this but this is still here and then when we go back into the world this is starting to slowly creep up again and it's creep Mm -hmm. up because this is still feeding it right so then it's just like a temporary stop you know, but then we come back to it.
0: I see. And what, 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 um, what are the common causes of porn addiction from your experience with guys?
1: Well, it's just uh, like, like a severe porn addiction. It's usually like a, a, lack, a lack of feeling emotions. You know, something happened in our you know, childhood or teenage years that we feel that we need a crutch a coping mechanism just to get by you know maybe we didn't feel loved by our parents maybe we felt we were not good enough at school maybe we felt there were some feelings that was not really um comfortable to feel so we took a crutch in in the in the in the external world to help us feel better and get through this point so so these coping mechanisms are, are good for a, for a certain uh, time because it helps us survive and uh, move through very difficult periods in our lives. But then they stay with us as habits in our subconscious mind, right? And our shadow, that's when they start to be detrimental for our, our life and our health and well-being, right? So um, um, remind me of the question.
0: What are the common causes of why men get hooks to porn? From their experience? Yeah, yeah. So, so,
1: yeah, exactly that. So it's stemming from that. And then we take upon porn addiction to feel better about this. And then it becomes a habit. And that's just one of many things. Like some are more addicted to maybe uh, uh, sweets and sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are more addicted to... Uh, working all the time doing stuff you know like workaholics some are more addicted to uh, uh, smoking or drugs alcohol whatever it might be these are all coping mechanisms and porn addiction is Mm -hmm. just one of them you know Mm -hmm. one manifestation of that same same just different different tools we
0: yeah i see could you share specifically like if 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 you're allowed to do that like what kind of events can trigger this so that people can relate
1: Um, for example, um, you had a very overbearing, strict father, right? And uh, your father always wanted you to perform well, you know, like uh, in school, and uh, he put you in sports, and that uh, you needed to be, uh, you know, uh, be someone. And then you started to feel like you always wanted to prove yourself right, to your dad, you know, that you're, you're a good boy, that you can do things, and that's, you know, uh, you wanted to feel loved basically by your dad, right, so you, you did all these things, so you feel love. so you equate love with, uh, you know, performing or being the good boy, right, so then we develop this, this mask, but it doesn't feel good, because underlying that, Is another feeling which the boy is telling himself. He's telling himself that, you know, um, I'm not accepted as I am. I have to be this person who performs or is number one to feel, to get the love from my father. You know, we're not blaming our fathers here. It's just like this is what happens in a boy's mind. And then he starts to feel bad about himself. Right And he starts to feel like something wrong with me. I'm not welcome here. it's too much pressure. I don't feel like I'm that kind of sports guy that I don't want to do sports or whatever you know, and he feels all this pressure and he feels tense and he feels worried he can't fall asleep at night, and then you know all this like pressure and tension, he never learned how to release that or how to talk about it or how to deal with it because it's non-existent in our society today. So, and then he turned 12 or 13 and then he found porn and it's like, and this release, he just like, you know, after watching porn, he's just felt relaxed. He's not stressed anymore. He felt the dopamine in the brain, the oxytocin, and he felt good for a moment. And he's like, wow, this is freedom. I don't feel that pressure anymore from my dad. I feel all this amazing chemicals running through my body. And I feel freaking great. This pointing is amazing. It makes, it makes me survive these lonely nights, you know, all this pressure from my dad, you see? So, and then it builds and builds and builds. So, and that time maybe is good because, you know, he managed to, you know, survive that period of time and enter into adulthood at least, you know. But then we don't realize that when we cultivated that, and how it's still with us. I see. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So even if he cuts himself off from the father at some point, the habits and patterns he created through the masturbation and porn just remained.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter the, the relationship to father today. They might have the most wonderful loving relationship. doesn't matter. It still stays in there if we don't do anything to, uh, to revert that, heal that and reprogram that.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing is that when it, when it starts to emerge, this pattern, what I, what I see happening is that it, like, the, the emotions of anxiety, guilt and shame, or whatever that is that the guy is trying to fix, the same way that they get relieved with masturbation, they also get hooked to it. So what here becomes a solution to this, years later becomes a problem because even though he's having sex with uh, with his wife he still linked the sex with these thoughts and it's just impossible to cut it with the thoughts so i think this is where your work and and work of of sexual workers if i'm not sure if i use this <laughs> term correctly but like people who work with sex, sexuality and men's coaches is really invaluable uh,
1: definitely definitely and, uh, I think we need more of that now, especially in this day and age when we're trying to, there's so much focus on coaching, life coaching and uh, self development, right? But I don't feel it's enough for for our our sex life and our sexuality. And that really needs to take a look at because we, we think we're so modern with our technology and information, but sexually we're still kind of lagging behind. There's so much suppression and taboo still left in in, in our culture in a collective consciousness as well from religion from history from from all of that it's just to look at how much of internet which is uh, sexual content and porn right and in, in magazines and Instagram what sells you know it's there's there's a fixation an obsession with sex in the world in our culture and it's because we haven't really healed that in ourselves on a, on a global level as well so, It's something that's really needed at this time, I think, and um, the more, the better.
0: Mm, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Thank you so much, Stefan, for your time. We're running out of time. And before we wrap up, where can guys reach out to you? How can guys find you or anyone who's listening?
1: Yeah, Maros, uh, thank you for this invitation. And uh, if uh, anyone wants to find more information, they can go to my website tantricacademy.com so um, there you can watch a free masterclass you know if you're struggling in the relationship uh, today in the marriage you can watch a free masterclass there like i said that's the article also we've been talking a lot about today and you can read some of the articles you can also find me on facebook i have a community uh, called the Tantric Brotherhood. We're over 4,000 members right now. We just passed 4,000, and it's Thanks. a really thriving group of of conscious men who really uh, support each other and are on this path of uh, discovering these things. What we talked about today. So, really beautiful community. So, either the Facebook group or or my website uh, can go there.
0: Yeah. And there's a plenty of free porn as well on his website so guys check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no no free porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. So Good. thank you talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you mars. Thank you. Bye bye.